Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. second edition of the Behind the Rails podcast with myself, Travis Miller, the site manager of hammerandrails.com and former Purdue running back, all-time touchdowns leader, pretty much everything that you can do with a football. He safely transported from anywhere on the field to the end zone, Corey Sheets. How are you doing, Corey? I'm all right. How are you doing, Travis? Pretty good, pretty good. I know uh, we are excited because Purdue has won its season opener over Oregon State 30-21 to Saturday night. It was really good to be back in the stands. I know I went up and was at the game in West Lafayette and it was just, it was wonderful to have fans in the stands and just be at something that felt normal after everything that happened last season. And the fact that Purdue won made it even better. So, uh, I'm just elated that we're off to a great start on the season. Jeff Brom gets a really, really critical victory to start his fifth season. And, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts from Saturday night? Uh, it's funny that you said uh, he got a critical victory. Uh, the, the man was out there pretty much running for his life. <laughs> 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 I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, it's a It's a – it's a – it's the first game of the season, so yeah, I expected to be some some kinks in there, but uh, I I don't see how they're so critical in him and not critical on them guys that's in, uh, protecting him up front. Absolutely, man. It's uh, it, it's just good to see you know improvement and everything else because I think this was a team that really was kind of lost at the end of last season. They had the loss to Rutgers, they had the loss to Nebraska, and didn't look particularly good in either one of those games and you know like you said there there were definitely some flaws and definitely a few things to work on uh but overall I was uh I was really impressed with first of all I was just impressed with the defense uh they came out and they really kept Purdue in the game except for you know they have the one drive I think it was Oregon State's second drive they go down scoring three plays but after that, man, it, they only gave up seven points in the first three quarters. And uh, I know from your playing days, anytime that the defense has only given up seven points in three quarters, the offense is like, all right, let's go to work, right? They say, man, exactly, right? <laughs> the longer we're on the field, the better and the more comfortable we get. What were uh, some of the other positives that you thought uh, from that first game, really, uh, just offensively, defensively, whatever? Offensively, I see they was dedicated to the run, even though it didn't get too much push. There was there was a lot of emphasis on you. You would see them doing two and two and three plays, running the ball, even though they didn't, they didn't make too much headway. But you could see Coach Brown is uh is dedicated to getting that rolling, and he got a couple of he got a, he got guys back there that can uh, carry that thing too. So. <laughs> Xander Horvath, man, he he had a good year last year, and I mean he's a he's a big back to run. Uh, I think he's like six one or so, and uh, he's he's a load to bring down. I thought uh, his touchdown out of the out of the uh, wildcat formation, man. I 
Uh, that's the first time I remember Purdue ever running the Wildcat. I know we didn't run that back when you were playing. No, they actually did. They did it with uh with with uh Gerard Void and uh. And oh they, yeah. They kind of got away from it once I got to the to the helm, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> now. I, I've always been curious about this, and you probably know this as a player. Why does that work so well, honestly? Because to me, it's the, all right, the guy taking the snap is going to be running the ball. Just go tackle him. But, again, I didn't play. You you played. Why does that work so well? It's literally a numbers game. That's why whenever you have an athletic quarterback, he always do so well as far as stats-wise with his, with his run game. It's because you always – you always can leave one guy unblocked, and that's usually the guy that's protecting the quarterback. Now, if you got a quarterback that actually run that ball like a running back wide receiver, now you got some problems in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> if you get ten guys blocked or nine guys blocked, and you got an athletic guy already with the ball in his hands, you've seen how that pretty much worked out in the NFL, college, and uh, anywhere else on, on, on earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you know L- Lamar Jackson is quite shifty with the football in his hands and uh, I-, I know Purdue fans got a good look at him up front in uh, Jeff Brom's first game when we played Louisville but uh, yeah I mean I guess it does make sense if you got one more blocker in there uh, it-, it could be pretty successful and it wasn't the only time Purdue went to the Wildcat I know they went to it on uh, one other play I'm not sure it was in the second or third quarter Closer towards the goal line, so I, I actually just finished watching the game a little while ago, just to like recap on some things I might have missed when I was out running around and stuff. But they did, they look good. It's a it's a good starting game. They they face some adversity, which is is great to see. And I'm not sure if they had any turnovers, but it was close. It was, there was a lot of pressures on the QB I seen on the defense. And then there was another guy. What's his name? Uh, 23 Graham. Yes, oh, Corey Trice. Uh, defensively, it's Corey Trice. Uh, Jalen Graham is—he's uh, number six, and he had a big game. I'll say that. But, but both of them, two guys, I kept seeing a lot. I kept seeing a lot. So I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye on them two guys, and uh, I'm looking looking to them to have a, a big season, possibly. Graham actually led the team in tackles. I think he had six. Uh, Cam Allen—he's another player that I really, really like to see play. He. Uh, had the big interception before halftime. It helped set up a field goal. Purdue was able to get some points off of that. And uh, I, I guess one other thing I want to ask you, I can't remember how often that happened under you, but trick plays. Uh, we, we saw some trickiness back from Jeff Brom here. How fun were those to run as a player? I mean, I wouldn't know. They, they always took me out. <laughs> 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 and I kid you not, literally every single trick play, that I've ever been a part of, they always took me off the field and ran it with somebody else. Like, I, I remember one uh, one game we was playing in Hawaii out there during Thanksgiving game. Desmond Tardy, they came in and and, and gave him a, a sweep, and he ended up throwing the ball to, I forget who caught it. But it was like, ah, I could have threw that ball. It was going to the same side. I'm left-handed, and I could have made that same pitch. Like, <laughs> I, I remember that. I actually was at that game. Uh, my grandparents lived in Oahu, and I was like, oh, hey, I can go watch Purdue play, and I can visit them, and, well, it's in Hawaii. So I got on a plane and went out, and it was it was a lot of fun. I know I remember we lost the game, Oh, but uh, we were playing in Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the score, 
the score didn't indicate that the the butt whooping we took like actually on the field. Them guys came in and, and played at another level that we wasn't ready for. But I mean, it was an exciting game. There were a lot of points in that game too. Yes, it was. But uh, as far as trick plays, yeah, that's that's the one trick play I could actually remember. Is like we scored. Is like how much good could I have done? Then there, actually, there was another one, and it had to do with Desmond Tardy scored on it too. There was a, a hook and ladder. <laughs> oh, against Michigan, yes. Michigan, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that always sucks. Yes. It gave it, it sent to me. Tardy was an impressive player. I know he. I remember him as an option quarterback at Warren Central here. No, yeah, great, great talent, great talent. I'm not, I'm not taking away from him, but just saying, like, it was just crazy. Like whenever I could think of trick plays, they always took me out and put somebody else in, and it seemed like he always did great on those jobs. <laughs> 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 now uh there there was one interesting uh statistical thing that i found from this game this was actually purdue's highest attended uh home opener since uh the first game of your career against akron in 2005 when we had a lot more seats in the building i was about to say didn't they add some seats or something like that for that like uh, that that's when they still had the south end zone seats mm-hmm. uh, all the bleachers that go up to the scoreboard those are all gone now Okay. Uh, and then they then they went in and they redid some of the bleachers and everything else. The, the capacity is actually way down. I think it's like fifty seven thousand now. But uh, we had fifty three thousand in the building on Saturday night, and that's that's a really good crowd. So it, it could be this, the game could have been sold out, but for some reason, always that one section where it was like nobody just they didn't sit up there. Like <laughs> I could I could see it. Like there always was that one section. It was like there's nobody there. Like they sold the tickets. well i i know one thing you'd probably enjoy uh because you had quite a few long touchdown runs and everything we got the new scoreboard and it was great to see the new scoreboard in person i mean just a gigantic like end zone to end zone scoreboard and i imagine one of one of the other things i've always wondered of a former player if you're on a breakaway run and you're going the right way do you look up to see if anybody's coming behind you absolutely yes there's a few, there's a few runs that I can I can distinctly remember. I, I if you go back and watch the replay, you see my eyes go like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how that's how zoomed in. Like my eyes, I looked up at the scoreboard. Is there anybody behind me? All right, cool. Let me let me tilt to the left or go to the right. Like, yes, you absolutely you gotta look. Like they tell you to. Like. <laughs> Any good athlete will look like just in case there might be one guy that you're not sure about that when you're breaking away he might be on your heels but he might not and you don't want to mess the touchdown up just because you weren't paying attention so you, you peek you don't stare at it but you peek <laughs> <laughs> well, and then see that's kind of a home field advantage depending on what you're going to at Purdue because they don't have the scoreboard at the other end. <laughs> It don't matter if you home or away. If you got if you got the opportunity to break away, and, and it just so happened that that scoreboard for you, you better look. <laughs> you really always see the guys look like they try to look behind them when they're running. They they trying to get that peak just to see if they got to make another move or something. Nice. One of the things that you know, going back to Saturday's game now. I think there's a little bit that think Purdue still needs to clean up offensively. Um, you know, kind of what you saw, it looked like the largest issue was the offensive line, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if, if Jeff had, not Jeff, if Jack had a little bit more time on some of them throws, 
he could have put them on target and, and the game might have been they don't even, they might have put a couple more points on the board. Yeah, I, I think there were definitely some points left on the board. You had um you had the interception on the fake field goal. You had uh Milton Wright dropped a wide open touchdown uh, in the corner. I think we had another big drop earlier in the game from someone. But the one that kind of stood out to me is and I know this is something never happened in your playing days. You have the special teams coordinator coming on the field and getting a 15-yard misconduct penalty to push you out of field goal range. Listen, no, I, ain't, I don't think we had one of but that was well-deserved. I, I was I was over here the second time I watched it. I, don't, I think I missed it the first time, but when I'm sitting here watching it today, I was like, what the fuck are late? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here, like, mentally, like, Man, if the coach don't go on the field and they don't get a, 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 a unsportsmanlike cut, like if they don't get something, I'm gonna be severely upset. Then the flag came, and I was like, "All right, cool, all right." Because <laughs> I know that was after you had the pass interference that I, I even the Oregon State blog that is on there is like, "Yeah, that was pass interference on Bell in the end zone." Oh, uh, the Bell, right? Yeah, that that was ridiculous. Like, honestly, if he had have contested it. And jumped up and, and fought some. I think he might have got the late flag, but because he hopped up and just was like lackadaisical about it, they looked at him and said, "Well, if you don't care, I don't care." <laughs> that's how I took that one. I think that's Bell's nature, though. He's just like, "Oh well, I'm," you know, he's so good that he's like, oh, "I probably could have caught that anyway." He was probably more mad that he dropped the ball anyway. Nah, ain't no way in hell he would have caught that boy. That boy yanked him out of there so fast. Like, as as the the number one receiver now, he has to cry about about cause. Even if you even if you don't do it anyway, all all the greats do it. And seven times out of ten, they get it. Yeah, yeah. So being the, the main guy, he might he might get that leeway as he's making plays, and they see he's the guy making plays. So yeah, I mean, if he if he so much bitch, and yeah, I'm giving the flag this time. Like he's the guy. Yeah, got got to earn that flat. You got to earn it, and be like, "Hey, I'm here, man. Give it, give me the call." Uh, he's it. He's making plays. No, <laughs> he's he's so good. I mean, I I looked up at the stats at the end of the game, and I think he had eight catches for 134 yards. And I'm like, he had 134 yards. Uh, there there was really one play that I remember. It was on the clinching drive when Purdue's only got a two point lead, and they come out of the kickoff and they get a delay a game. And I don't understand how you get a delay a game coming off of a kickoff. But then they immediately go to Bell and he catches one in traffic. I'm like, oh, never mind. We got David Bell. We can erase that. <laughs> I think that might have been on purpose. <laughs> especially, especially teams only got this much time at practice. So if they get a delay a game, it's because somebody was just being held on sideline. They don't, you don't get too many things like that to happen on special teams. That probably might have been on purpose. So that, that might have been a good play on uh, Purdue's coaching staffs. Uh, well, th- this was this was after the kickoff. Like, they're coming on, they're starting the offense, and uh, that's when they got uh, a delay of game call. And I'm just like, really? Really? But for- fortunately, we got Bell. Uh, but another thing that I also really stood out to me was I thought that um, – Brom used his tight ends very well, especially on the game clinching touchdown. He's got a really good knack for being able to 
get those underneath routes where the tight end just kind of gets hidden going behind the line and then he breaks off and he's wide open on some misdirection. And that's what happened with, uh, that's what happened with Durham, man. He just kind of got lost. I don't know how you could lose a big man like that. <laughs> I mean, it gets, it gets, it's, it's easy to be honest with you. I think they, I think Rob Gronkowski is so great and uh, Travis Kelsey is so great because <laughs> them guys get lost in the shuffle in the middle and, that's usually where the weakest spot on the uh, on the field is as far as the defense. So the t- the tight ends, I think they 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 they're definitely gonna have a big year if, if if things keep uh playing out the way they are. And then they're, they're enough to to make plays after they catch the ball. So absolutely, because uh, Durham ended up with over a hundred yards. I think he had seven receptions, had two touchdowns, and that that frees up so many things. And uh, how much does that free up the running game, really, when that tight end is a danger? I mean, to be honest with you, don't that has nothing to do with it, just because that's the that's part of the passing game. The, the run helps the passing game. The passing game usually, depending on the offensive line, really seldom helps the running game. You get what I'm saying? But, you know, kind of from your experience, do you, you know, is there kind of like a magic number of like, all right, the running game, we've done this, this much, how much does, you know, what's kind of your gold so you can help open up that passing game? I know I, I kind of think it's like, okay, if you can get to a hundred yards, if you can get just a hundred yards, doesn't have to be from one guy, but a hundred yards on the ground, that's gives you a pretty decent balance. I mean, when do you get those hundred yards? You get them in the first quarter or do you get them in the fourth? True. <laughs> True. I mean, if you're holding a team to 25 yards a quarter, the, the hell with what they doing on the ground. Like, we're just going to sit back here and relax because they got to pass the ball because they're clearly losing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you get those 100 yards in the first quarter, all right, now we got to make some adjustments because they're not about to just keep running the ball and just keep doing that. Now, imagine when they pass the ball. We got everybody up front trying to stop this run. And then, whoop, six points. Over the top, just because you got everybody in, in, up front. You got eight, nine in the box trying to stop this guy running the ball. Wide receiver, guy like Bell. Go, just go. I'm going to just throw your hand up when you get past him. There you go. It, boom. Pitch and catch. And, and it also probably helps. Uh, I've known Horvath is a pretty versatile back as well. He can come out of the backfield, catch passes like, like you in the day, too. They did a lot with him, to be honest, which I wasn't. I thought they was going to give uh, Rowe. Doru, yeah. Doru, yeah. I thought they was going to give him a few more touches, but uh, seeing Horvath out there carrying the load, and he did a great job, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm excited to watch him progress. Yeah, and this is a guy that's a former walk-on that you know has earned his playing time. How much did those walk-ons push you guys when you were there? From, from my perspective or from everybody else's? Oh, from your perspective. Not at all. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not, not at all. Like, if you look at just check the press, press clippings. Like, there you go. This is, but as far as like seeing guys, there was a guy, uh, Corey Bennett, and he was a walker. And he went from saying, like, man, I just want to have my jersey, like, grab my jersey, and that's about it, to being one of the starting guys. And, like, literally, my last touchdown is him. And then me, and he, he he's the leading block for me going into the end zone, like, against uh, Indiana, my nice. last touchdown. Nice. He went from being the I just want to be here to being the, the, my lead guy. 
And uh, I imagine it's really fun when you got a lead guy like that's knocking somebody down and just be like, the clip that I introduced uh, the first episode with was your long TD run at Oregon. And the video clip, if you play, keep playing it on YouTube, it shows you, you just go over, you're giving the offensive line some love just uh, right after that. And you're, you're making sure you give give all those guys some love right on the sideline, each and every one of them. I, I also think there's one team that, that- – that I've been on that can say that if I've been the main guy or even the backup guy, that the offensive line didn't love me. Like, I worked out with them guys. I ran with them guys. And they had to do extra sprints after practice. When everybody else left, I was the guy that stayed with them. If, if I ran for over 100 yards, then the next day from in the morning, I came with some kind of breakfast or I had lunch or I had – hamburgers galore like it was it was something going on when i was in canada i had a food truck pull up after uh after every game if i ran for over 100 so like i always took care of the big guys <laughs> that's awesome man that's awesome i mean they're the ones to take care of you i mean it makes you look real good when they knock everybody down in front of you too he's like man he's like hey i got a burger for you you knock the shit out of this guy for me and then you go do it yeah, you got you got to get up a double cheeseburger with the extra sauce on there. Just put a little. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, yeah, uh, I think we can start winding things down here a little bit. Is there anything else? You know, any other thoughts you have from Saturday night? Just you know, always good to start the season with the win. I'm looking at your four years. You started every season with the W. And just it's got to be great to be in that locker room. Yeah, everybody oh, feels yeah. good after all the hard work, all the spring practice, all fall camp. You get that W. I'm sure it's a great mood. It makes your it makes your first night on first night out on campus uh, when school starts much better when you win opposed to lose. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always great to come 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 away with a W. So, but it, it was it was a good game. I'm I'm happy it wasn't a a, a blowout either way. Like both teams had to play. They both saw some adversity, and we came up with W. So that that's always great. Awesome, awesome. Well, what's UConn next? uh, What next week? This week? Yes, we got UConn coming up this week, and uh, I know you and I will be previewing it later on. uh, Get that episode up on Thursday. Just as a you know, one quest question before we end this one about UConn. How's that first road game of the year? I know it's everything's a little bit different when you're at home, you're comfortable and everything else, but that road game, you know, it's got to be a little bit different. You don't know what you're going into, especially since often it is, you know, a place where you haven't really gone before. For for me, it was always uh, depending on what division we was going to. I remember when we went to uh, Akron, I think my junior year. I went to oh, Toledo. It was Toledo. It was Toledo. Toledo. It was Toledo. It was Toledo. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't too worried. Like, <laughs> so I guess it, for, for I guess it depends on players, depends on where you're going, who you're playing. Like, I, I, get, I bet you if they're, I mean, if they're playing Alabama, it might be a different vibe during the week opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what Alabama did to Miami, man. I don't want any part of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then not again, not taking anything away from UConn, but I'm just. Just say, <laughs> I, I I think there's a lot of Purdue fans that are that are confident about this one. Is uh, I mean, it's it's a game that Purdue should win and should win pretty comfortably. But 
then I remember I'm a Purdue fan and I've seen a lot of different sports where we should have won and should have won comf- comfortably and uh, things have not gone according to plan. You say, what, uh, what Forrest Gump say, uh, shit happens? Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm looking to dive into UConn in the next couple of days and uh, I'm pretty sure they should be all right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But you never want to discredit nobody because they, they all they 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 getting paid too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All righty, Corey. Well, I thank you for being on here with us. Uh, we do hope that you've enjoyed listening to these first couple of episodes. We're practicing. We're getting better. We got a good rapport going. So for Corey Sheets, for myself, Travis Miller, this is the Behind the Rails podcast, and we thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you later this week about the Yukon Huskies. So thank you very much and uh, boiler up. Boiler up, BTSU. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.